Daniel this week. I think we've made some progress. What do you think? <laughs> Just kidding, brother. That's awesome. That is awesome. Look to the person on your right, the person seated right next to you, and look at them and say, you're looking mighty fine tonight. Will you do that? Now look to the person on your left, seated right next to you. Look at them and say, you need a little work, but I love you anyway. <laughs> Amen. It's been a good week. The Lord has met with us every night, and I'm praying that something very special happens in this service this evening. Open your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 19. The book of Luke, chapter 19. And we'll read this evening verses 1 through 10. And I'm preaching a message entitled, Jesus Passed By. Jesus passed by. Now, this is a message that you cannot check in and check out. I've been guilty of that. So you're going to have to be focused and stay focused. Probably for about 15 minutes, you're going to wonder, where in the world is Brother Phil at and where in the world is he going? But will you hang with me? And it'll all come together. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for Jesus was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste, and he came down, and he received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with the man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. I thank God tonight for verse 10. Because that included you 
and that included me. When I was a little boy, I used to go to Sunday school and occasionally in vacation Bible school. We would sing a little song that most of you here tonight will recognize. It went something like this. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. Climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed his way, he looked up in the tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down because I'm going to your house today. I'm glad you remember that little song. And when I was a youngster singing that song, little did I realize that one day, the Lord would call me into ministry and give me a message on this biblical character, a man by the name of Zacchaeus. Now, the Bible teaches us several things about him. First of all, the Bible teaches us he was a publican. Secondly, the Bible teaches us he was very wealthy. And thirdly, we understand that he was a tax collector. In today's language, he would have been an IRS agent, not very popular in the community. But we do understand that it was simply Zacchaeus' job to go house to house, rightfully collecting the taxes that were owed to his government. And tonight, I want to ask you to join me on a brief journey as we go with Zacchaeus to four homes as he endeavors to collect taxes rightfully owed to his government. He arises early in the morning and he goes down a long dusty road and he finally comes to the first house of the day. He knocks upon the door and as he knocks upon the door, a man responds who is physically blind. And he declares, Sir, I am the tax collector and your taxes are due this day. And the gentleman sorrowfully replies, Mr. Zacchaeus, Sir, I am a blind man. Sir, I have never witnessed the dawn of a sunrise. Sir, I have never seen what your eyes have seen for years. And besides, Mr. Zacchaeus is a blind man. It's very difficult to work. And to be very honest, sir, I have no money to pay for my taxes. And Zacchaeus stood there for just a moment and took inventory and tried to imagine what it would be like to be blind and to have never witnessed the beauty and the dawn of the sunrise. He also witnessed that this man was not able to work and with pity in his heart, even though he was an IRS agent. He declared, sir, I will return in 30 days, but please understand, sir, when I return in 30 days, your taxes must be paid. He goes to the second house of the day and he knocks upon the door and a lady responds and she is yellow from the top of her head to the very soles of her feet. She is very frail and 
you can see by a simple glance that this was a very sick woman. And he declared, I am the tax collector and, and your taxes are due this day. And she begins to weep and declares, Mr. Zacchaeus, I have been diagnosed with an issue of blood. Sir, I have an incurable blood disease. And, and sir, to be very honest with you, all of the money that I had put aside to pay for my taxes have been consumed by my many medical expenses. Zacchaeus saw that she was very sick. It was all that she could do to stand in the doorway. And pity again arose in his heart, and he declared, Ma'am, I'm coming back in 30 days to visit your neighbor just down the road, but, ma'am, I will return to your home in 30 days, but, ma'am, you must understand when I return, your taxes must be paid. He now continues his journey to the third house of the day. And this time a lady responds and she is weeping. She is wearing a ragged dress. About that time, three little children come and huddle at her side and, and they're weeping too. It has been many days since they had had a decent meal. Their clothes are ragged and as he gazes upon this lady and her three children, he hears a most unusual noise from behind the house. He steps to the side of the porch and he looks behind the residence and there is a cemetery. And there is a man who is completely nude. He is running through the cemetery. He is tearing the tombstones apart and he is ripping his own flesh asunder. And she responds, Mr. Zacchaeus, Sir, that is my husband. Sir, he is possessed of demons from another world. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I'm working two jobs to love and to care for and, and to provide for my children. And sir, as you can see, we don't have nice clothes to wear. And, and sir, I must be honest with you, it has been days since my children have had a decent meal. Sir, I must be honest, I have no money to pay my taxes. Zacchaeus saw that indeed her husband was possessed of demons from another world. He really wasn't anxious to hang around and he declares, Ma'am, I will be back in 30 days, but you must understand, in 30 days when I return, your taxes must be paid. He now goes to the final house of the day and he knocks upon the door and a, a spray of flowers is hanging on the residence signifying that someone in the home had died. The lady responds. She is dressed in black and a veil covers her face. She is weeping bitterly. And he declares, ma'am, I am Zacchaeus, the tax collector, and she decries, sir, I understand who you are, and I also understand why you are here. Mr. Zacchaeus, I am a widow. And Mr. Zacchaeus, my only son has died. 
And Mr. Zacchaeus, I had saved enough money to pay for my taxes. But to be honest, sir, all of the money that I had set aside to pay for my taxes will now be consumed by his final funeral expense. Sir, I have no money. Zacchaeus could not imagine the hurt and the horror of losing a child, much less an only child. And he looks at her and declares, Ma'am, I will return in 30 days. Some of your neighbors I'm, I'm coming back to see. I am so sincerely sorry for your loss. But ma'am, in 30 days when I return, no exceptions, please understand your taxes must be paid. Are you still with me? Say amen if you are. So very hurriedly, those 30 days do pass. Zacchaeus arises early in the morning and suddenly he is reminded that today he must visit four homes that only 30 days previous he had encountered some of the most challenging experiences of his life. He starts down that same long, dusty road. He knocks upon the door and a gentleman responds and, and there is joy in his heart. There is a smile upon his face and there is a special twinkle in his eye. And he declares, I desire to see the master of the house, please. And the gentleman responds, sir, I am the master of this house. But he said, sir, I was here 30 days ago, and the master of this house was blind. I believe it was there that he began to see. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Sir, I was blind, but now I see. Mr. Zacchaeus, let me tell you, sir, about the best day of my life. I was on the way to the town square, and some of my neighbors were leading me along the way. And I heard someone cry from a distance, Here comes Jesus. Here comes Jesus. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I had heard of Jesus. I had heard of his ministry. I had heard of his many miracles. And, and I wanted to get to Jesus. But understand, sir, as a blind man, I could not find my way to him. But that day in the middle of that dusty road, when I could not find my way to Jesus, Jesus came to me. And he reached down into the middle of the road. And, sir, he took the dust of the earth. He spat in it. He molded it in my eyes. And he told me to go wash and I would come seeing. And, and Mr. Zacchaeus, I've been seeing every since the day a man called Jesus passed by my house. And Mr. Zacchaeus, re remember my seeing-eye dog, Sam, didn't need him anymore, sold him to my neighbor down the road. Here's your money for your taxes. Go in peace. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I really hope you can meet Jesus someday. Zacchaeus continues his journey to the second house of the day, and he knocks upon the door, and a lady responds, and she is smiling, and 
There is joy abounding in her heart, and there is now a fresh rose color flowing through her cheek. And he declares, I desire to see the master of the house, please. And the lady responds, Mr. Zacchaeus, I am the master of this house. But he said, ma'am, I do not understand. I was here 30 days ago, and the lady here had an issue of blood. The lady who lived here was dying of cancer. And to be honest with you, ma'am, I thought for sure you would be dead and buried by now. She said, oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, sit down here on the porch for just a minute. Let me tell you about the best day of my life. I was on my way to the doctor. Some of my neighbors had come by, and they were assisting me on my way. And on my way to the doctor, we were going to stop at Walgreens and get all of my prescriptions filled. And on the way to the drugstore, someone cried from a distance, Well, here comes Jesus. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I'd heard of Jesus. And, and there was in the name of Jesus. There was authority in the name of Jesus. There was an abundance of love and grace and mercy and healing in the name of Jesus. But he was far away. And there I stood by the side of the road. And Jesus came closer and closer and closer. And as Jesus drew nearer there was a confirmation in my heart. There was a confirmation in my spirit. If I could just touch him, I know I would be made whole. And Mr. Zacchaeus, Jesus passed by. And by faith, I reached out and I touched the hem of the garment of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I touched the hem of his garment, instantly, gloriously, and miraculously, there was a blood transfusion performed in my life. All things passed away. All things became new for one simple reason. A man called Jesus passed by. Y'all just sit there. I'll have a spell by myself. Amen? Some of you are looking at me right now, and you're saying, Brother Phil, I don't understand this. Brother Phil, you can't prove it happened the way you are preaching it here tonight. Well, I was asked to preach this message at the Ohio Baptist Convention, and one of those seminary professor dudes came up to me after the service, and he said, Brother Phil, you can't prove it happened the way you preached it here tonight. I said, Professor, you might be right, but you can't prove it didn't happen this way. Amen? Hey, I know this. Blind Bartimaeus received his sight. I know this. That lady with an issue of blood was gloriously and instantly healed when Jesus passed by. Let me take a brief time out right here and remind you I am a Bible-thumping Baptist who believes in all of the miracles of the Bible. I believe Jonah got swallowed by a whale. And let me tell you how conservative I really am. Had the Bible said Jonah swallowed the whale, I would have believed that. 
I believe in the miracle of the parting of the Red Sea. I believe it really happened. And, and I was challenged one night as I preached that message. I don't know, I attract these liberal seminary professors, and he came up to me after the service, and he said, Dr. Hoskins, are, are you not aware that uh, theologians and historians have now proven that where the children of Israel crossed at the Red Sea, the water was actually only three to four inches deep. I said, Professor, run that by me one more time. He said, scholars, theologians, and historians have proven that where the children of Israel crossed at the Red Sea, the water was actually only three to four inches deep. I said, Professor, hold my mule while I have a spell because if God drowned that crowd in four inches of water, it was a far greater miracle than I ever imagined. Jesus passed by. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I hope you can meet Jesus someday. Wouldn't you like to have been there? Wouldn't you like to have witnessed Bartimaeus receiving his sight? Would you not like to have witnessed that lady with an issue of blood being instantly healed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene? I believe there was a seed planted in Zacchaeus' heart because verse 2 says he sought to see Jesus who he was. There was a seed planted in him. He goes to the third house. He knocks upon the door and a lady responds. There's joy in her heart. There's a smile on her face. Have you noticed in Scripture Anywhere Jesus had been, people were happy, people were smiling, and the moral of the story tonight is this, if Jesus is in your heart, would you please notify your face? Amen? Hey, if he's in your heart, notify your face. Man, she is smiling. There is joy written all over her. She has on a new outfit. She has been to the mall. She has been to Belks. Say amen, ladies. That's the best shots you're going to have tonight. She's got a new outfit on. And about that time, her little children come and huddle at her side and their little bellies are sticking out because they've been eating well. They, they have on new Tommy Hilfiger jeans. They have on new Ralph Lauren polo shirts. They have on new, uh, new Adidas sneakers. No Nikes in this house. Say amen right there. And about that time, a tall, handsome man comes and stands at her side. And she puts her arm around him, and he puts his arm around her. And I bet old Zacchaeus' first impression was, I'm glad she got her a new man. She needed one bad. And she looks at Zacchaeus. 
says, Mr. Zacchaeus, I owe you an apology, sir. You were here 30 days ago, and you saw my husband. He was possessed of demons from another world. He was nude. He was running in the cemetery, tearing the tombstones apart, ripping his own flesh. And, and you saw it. You witnessed it. And, sir, I remember distinctively telling you that no man can chain him and no man can take That was bad. A man called Jesus passed by our house. And sir, he confronted those demons. He did not fear those demons. He looked at that man and he commanded those demons to come out of him. He cast them into a herd of swine. They ran down over the mountainside and drowned in the waiting creek below. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I'm here to tell you today, I have a new husband now. My children have a new daddy now for one reason, a mighty man and a miracle-working man, a man called Jesus, passed by our house. I hope you meet Jesus. Oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, since my husband got saved, he got a job. Is this on? <laughs> Let me run that by you one more time. Since my husband got saved, since my husband met Jesus, he got a job. He's working now, and I get to be mama bear <laughs> and take care of my young'uns and love them and feed them and clothe them. Boy, I, I really hope you can meet Jesus today. Wouldn't you like to? He goes to the last house. Nobody answers. He knocks for the second time. Seemingly no one's there. He knocks a third time and he goes, she's had to get away. She lost her only child. He knocks the fourth time and slowly the door opens. And there stands one of the most beautiful little 10, 11, 12-year-old olive skin brown-eyed boys you've ever seen in your life. And he steps back and he said, Son, excuse me. I'm at the wrong house. And he looks up so innocent and he said, No, sir, Mr. Zach. My mom's been looking for you all day long. So, son, time out. Old Zacchaeus has had a long, hard day. <laughs> son, you don't understand. Today, already, I've seen a blind man receive his sight. I've seen a lady healed of cancer. I've seen an old boy possessed of demons. I've seen him set free in the name and the power and the authority of a man named Jesus. Son, 
the lady who lived here 30 days ago said her only son had died. Yes, sir. That was me. Yes, sir. That was me. Oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, let me tell you, sir. Let me tell you, sir. I was so, so, so very sick, and they had a special prayer meeting at the church. They, they anointed me with oil, and, and they prayed, and they saw the wisdom and the ways and the plan and the providence of God, but it wasn't in God's plan for me to be here. And I died. Mom went down to the funeral home, and she put me away really nice. We had a funeral. We were coming out of the village of Nain in the procession of death. But what my mama didn't realize is on the other end of that dusty road was another procession. It wasn't the procession of death. It was the procession of deity. Hey, we were headed toward the graveyard the other procession was headed toward glory. We were being led by the pale horse we all call death, but the other procession was being led by the Lord Jesus Christ, the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon, the bride and the morning star, the altogether lovely, they call him Jesus. And right there in the middle of the dusty road, he stopped procession of death and by the way that's why he came Jesus said I have come that you might have life and life more abundant and he stopped the procession and Mr. Zacchaeus I wish you could have been there when he stopped the procession he extended his heart to my mother. And he looked over to my mother and said, don't weep anymore. Don't cry anymore. And after he extended his heart to my mother, he extended his hand to me. And he laid hands on me. And Mr. Zacchaeus, sir, you've got to understand, I was dead. I was just laying in my casket, minding my own business. And Jesus touched me and said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And Mr. Zacchaeus, before I knew it, my lungs were breathing, my heart was beating, and up out of that casket I came. Now, Mr. Zacchaeus, i got to be honest, it caused quite a stir in our community. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Well, let me ask you a question. If, you're, if your neighbor died and you took flowers and you baked a pie and you went to the funeral home, saw him lying in the casket, signed the register, expressed your condolences, 
and knew they had died and it was over, and three days later, you run into them at the Walmart over here. <laughs> I'm telling you, business is going to pick up in Bristol, amen? <laughs> amen? Mr. Zacchaeus, I was dead. They were taking me to the cemetery. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I want you to understand, even though I was dead, I am dead no more because a mighty man and a miracle-working man, a man from Galilee, his name is Jesus, Pastor. And he raised him. Mr. Zacchaeus. Man, it'd really be great if you could meet Jesus today. Zacchaeus is on his way home. He's had a long, hard day. He passes one of his buddies on the road, and he said, Zacchaeus, there's a man called Jesus preaching down at the square. I believe Zacchaeus had heard all he needed to hear, seen all he needed to see, he had witnessed all he needed to witness. And the Bible says he sought to see Jesus, who he was. Let's read the rest of it. The Bible says he couldn't see him because of the press. But that wasn't the Kingsport Times News or the Bristol Courier staff. That was the people keeping him from Jesus. And any time there is a desire in anybody's heart to get to Jesus, the enemy's going to have something or someone to keep them from Christ. He was little of stature. So the Bible said he really wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to witness Jesus. He wanted to experience Jesus. So what did he do? He climbed a sycamore tree. What's the Bible say about it? Jesus. And he looked up in the tree and called him by his name. Jesus had never seen Zacchaeus before that day, and Zacchaeus had never seen Jesus, but Jesus had his name. He called him by his name. Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down. I'm going to your house. I don't think he sat up there in the limb of that tree and said, sing one more verse. <laughs> Amen? Uh, I, if you sing one more verse, just as I am, I may come down. He didn't say, the next time you come through town, we'll do business. The Bible said he made haste and he came down and he received Jesus joy. Sycamore trees don't have any bark on them. Did you know that? Sycamore trees are barkless trees. And I believe one reason is he skinned that sucker so fast coming down. <laughs> and he made haste, and he came down, and he received Jesus' joy. And read the rest of it. Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious crowd said, check this out. Can you believe this? 
Are you all seeing what I'm seeing? Look at Jesus. Can you believe this? Look at Jesus. He's going home with a sinner. I'd like to have been there. Jump right in the middle of that bunch of hypocrites and just backslid long enough to go, come here, guys. <laughs> That's why he came. That's why he came. For the Son of Man, Jesus, has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Thank God. He went home with a sinner that day. Thank God for the day he knocked on this sinner's door. Thank God for the day he came to my house and revolutionized the life of my mama and my daddy and my two brothers. One reason a man called Jesus last night. But oh, what a difference. When Jesus walked. Let me tell you the best of the story. This same Jesus. Not a Hollywood Jesus. Not a cowboy Jesus. Not a Harley Davidson Jesus. This same Jesus. This same Jesus. Wants to go home with you tonight. And if you'll let him go home with you. I'll make you one promise. He will fix whatever's wrong in your life. And you'll never be the same. That precious little soul. He is here. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. And if you'll touch him, you'll never be the same. And right now, this same Jesus is walking up and down these aisles, in and out of these seats, speaking to hearts, saying, I want to go home with you. I want to go home with you. I want to fix your hurting heart. I want to put back together your broken marriage. I want to heal you. I'm still the great physician. But above it all, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And if you've never been saved, I want to save you tonight. I want to write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want to give you a... I'm about to preach myself happy again standing right here. Hey, I want to give you a reservation in heaven that nothing nor anyone never take away but you've got to let me go home with you tonight let's pray together if you've never accepted Jesus if you're not sure where you stand in your relationship with Christ tonight I want to lead you in a prayer right now. Don't pray out loud. Just pray this in the corridors of your heart. 
you've never been saved, you're not sure if you were to die tonight where you would spend forever. Will you pray this prayer with me right now? Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Pray this prayer right now. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I need you in my life. I believe the gospel. I receive the gospel. I believe you died for me. I believe you were buried. I believe you arose from the grave. And I ask you to save me right now. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. Cleanse me. I trust you as my Savior. My Savior alone. I will live for you. I am not ashamed of you. And I will confess you. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you just prayed that prayer and you were sincere, would you just raise your hand with me right now? God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? How about in the center section right here? Did anyone pray that prayer? How about here to my right? On the piano side. Anyone in this section pray that prayer? Raise your hand. Anyone in the balcony? God bless you, sir. God bless you. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Paul, I want you to come and stand right here, please. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. No one's looking around. I want those three individuals who prayed that prayer and raised their hands to look at me right now. Those three people. God bless you. Were you sincere? Ma'am, did you mean that? Sir, in the balcony, were you sincere? Did you mean that? Here's what the Bible says. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, I'm not asking you to do this. Jesus is. Jesus died for you. He bled for you. He went to hell for you. He's coming back for you now. And the only thing that he's asking you to do in return is tonight. Make a public commitment of your faith in him. We're not going to ask you to give a speech. We're not going to embarrass you. But by just simply getting up out of your seat and walking down this aisle and just coming to Brother Paul and just saying to him, tonight I've asked Jesus into my heart. Will you do that? You prayed that prayer and you meant it. You were sincere. Get up out of your seat right now. Just slip out. Come right now. Come on to Jesus right now. You meant it if you were sincere. Just come on to Jesus right now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. How many of you tonight say, Brother Phil, there's a need in my life. It's a physical need, a family need, a financial need. A multitude of needs that I couldn't mention. How many of you here tonight say, Brother Phil, I have a need 
I have a definite need. And I need to touch Jesus before I leave here tonight. I really do need to touch Jesus. Pray for me. There's a need in my life. And that need is bigger than me. But it's not bigger than my God. And I need to bring my need to Jesus. Can I, can I see your hand? Just slip it up. All right. We're going to stand. We're going to sing. And as we stand, if you raised your hand, you just slip out and come. It's what the altar's for. And you bring your need to Jesus. He wants to go home with you tonight. And he wants to fix whatever's wrong in your life. Let's stand together. Let's sing. And you come to Jesus right now. Just slip out.